Hey gang, welcome to another episode of Sprinkles with a Z at the end. My name is Timmy V, and I'm your host for this podcast, recommending shows, television shows, streaming programs, movies, and or podcasts. Today, we are having a delightful delectable, brief, wonderful episode for you. Today we are going on an adventure. Let's imagine, shall we, that we are in Scotland. The sky is blue with white puppy clouds. You hear in the distance a horn, a train horn, a steam engine train horn, and you walk along the valleys the plains, the hills, the dales, down to the train station to welcome so many strangers, 20 some odd strangers, from all about England, the United Kingdom, Scotland, perhaps Ireland, and the likes. They're all here to win so many quid. <laughs> or <laughs> Or not euros, whatever they have nowadays in the United Kingdom. I'm not really sure what the currency is nowadays since they exited, they brexited. Um, so anyway, the first show we'll be talking about is Traitors. Uh, it's on Peacock. It is actually there's three different forms of this show. There are three different sh- series. One is set in Britain, which is the one we're talking about today. The other one is set in Australia. And the last one is set in the U.S. So, but we, uh, the one that I'm watching currently is the one in, in the U.K., uh, Britain. So that's the one we'll be, we'll be talking about. And then the second one is also, the second show we're going to talk about today is also a British reality show, which you have heard of. This is kind of a spinoff, but it is so fun and fabulous. So we'll, we'll get into that. And then last but not least, we have a true crime podcast. And I have to say, I am against true crime in general. And I'm also usually against true crime podcasts. Um, but this is by the producers of Serial, S-E-R-I-A-L. And if you're familiar with their podcasts, the excellence in journalism is phenomenal. And that continues in this particular series, which was just released recently released. And then we have a, we have a, a tasty sensation that is a flashback to late 80s, early 90s. If you had this Tasty's treat back then, you thought you were fancy, and you were. You were totally fancy. And now you can be fancy again. They brought it back. So we'll talk about that. So buckle your safety belts and get ready for the show. Do, 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 So, gang, I actually started recording this episode of Sprinkles with Z at the end a million years ago. Um, Dinosaurs were still roaming around. Um, It wasn't called the prehistoric whatever because it was just the current reality that I was in. Um, And it's taken me a long time to finish this particular episode. So I regret. I regret. But anyway, actually, it's to your benefit because now I've watched all three seasons of traders every single one the united kingdom one the uh, united states ones and the australian one australian one and let me just tell you what all three are amazing in their own right um 
So there are some variances, there are some differences, and we will talk about those briefly. Um, but either which way, these shows are so wonderful. Um, they're a reason to get Peacock alone. And I got Peacock with the commercials. And let me say the commercials, um, there's not that many commercials. And it's a lot cheaper than the one without the commercials. So if you already are on streaming overload um, and you have too many uh, streaming platforms, then this is an easy add-on. Um, or if you have like a long weekend and you want to just get the free trial and just binge, 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 reality binge, um, then you can do that too. So... If you have ever heard of the game that, like a party game called Werewolves or Mafia, Traders is basically just that. So the concept is that there is a host, and in in the case of Werewolves, which I'll talk, I just kind of use that as the main example. It's they're the mayor of the town, so they're the one who's kind of in charge of the game, and then everyone else is given a card secretly, so no one can see what's on the other side of the card except for the participant so either basically you're a good guy or a bad guy and so there are you don't know how many bad guys there are and the more players you have the better um, because it makes it much more fun and so in these reality series there's at least 20 some odd people so that's an ideal situation and so you don't know how many bad guys there are which makes it more thrilling and suspenseful um and the way it works is that, so everyone is assumedly a good person, um, but the, the, the objective of the bad persons are to murder the good people. And the way that works is that when every, so everyone just kind of um, quote unquote goes to bed, um, during that time, um, the mayor asks everyone to close their eyes and then and put their heads down and then he invites the bad guys or the werewolves uh, to wake up. And so they open their eyes and look around. They don't say anything verbally because otherwise everyone would, would know and hear them that, oh, they're the bad guy. Um, the mayor would ask them to silently select one person to murder. And so they would look around and they would kind of have to point and you know nod their head or shake their head until they they decided on one person and then that person is going to be murdered so everyone is you know the mayor says everyone go back to sleep and then everyone wake up so everyone puts their heads up and then the mayor says there's been a murder in the town and so and so has been murdered and so then uh then there's a period of suspicion where everyone kind of discusses what who they think is acting peculiar suspicious uh, paranoid that's acting differently than they were before um, because they suspect that they must be a bad guy or a murderer and and it's just hunches and guesses and like so so someone might say well I heard some rustling you know by the person next to me so I'm assuming that that was because they they were in the act of pointing someone out and murdering them so I think they're the person um, but of course the bad guys are too trying to to make suspicions on other people and so they'll say things and no one knows who the bad guys are except for the bad guys and the mayor and then so they have to put to a vote who they think the murderer is and this is um like usually on the count of three or like on a piece of paper so no one sees but on the count of three everyone reveal who they think the murderer is <laughs> and so whoever gets the most votes is voted as the murderer and they are exited from the game and upon their exit um, and they can no longer participate in the game. They say whether they were or were not a bad guy. And then the game continues. 
um, and until the very, very end. Um, and so the way it works is at the very end, if in the mix um, there is a one trader amongst however many people are left, then the trader wins, and then, or if there's more than one trader, they win, and then they get the prize money. Uh, they split it amongst themselves, or if it's just one, they win. But if at the end, there are just good guys left, then they split the prize money, or if there's just one, they get all the money. And so that's the premise of traders. And if you like kind of mystery games, thriller suspense games, this is ideal. And this is a reality show, so of course, you know, there's that, uh, the dynamics of humans uh, involved. Um, and then the difference with traders is also they have physical challenges they have to do to add more money to the pot of money. So at the end, it's it grows and grows and grows. Um, and so there's that element too of kind of like survivor-ish kind of stuff too in the mix. It is super fun. It is you know people conniving because in, the, in traders, you get to see the, um, they don't, when they go to bed, they actually go to bed. So they stay in these beautiful, like in the UK version and the American version, it's set in the same Scottish castle. So they are in this beautiful castle. And so when they quote unquote go to bed, they actually go to bed. And so the three traders are brought to a secret location where they can discuss who they want to murder. And then at breakfast the next day, the person who's been murdered just doesn't come down for breakfast. And so everyone realizes, oh, so-and-so has been murdered. And then, you know, they have to go do these challenges. And the whole day they're trying to parse out, like, who's acting strange or if they overheard somebody saying something so that when they have the round table at the end of the night and they get to vote who they think the traitor is. Um, and let me just say, that is the most fun because you know who the traitors are. You see everyone at this round table and you see people. And some people make the, the most ludicrous guesses and so inevitably more often than not they vote off a good person so they dwindle down the number of good people as the traitors remain for many episodes uh this is just a really really fun game it kind of reminds me a little bit and it's actually come back around there was a, a game the game um in the early 2000s called The Mole, who and Anderson Cooper was actually in the first season of that as the host, but um, it was like a group of people, and there was one person in the group who was The Mole, who was working against everyone. Um, now, interestingly, in this game, when they have the physical challenges, the bad guys and the good guys are trying their hardest because everyone wants the prize money to increase to the maximum, so that if they win, they win all of this money. Um and Alan Cumming is the host for the United uh, the United States version of the game, and um, Claudia Winkleman is for the uh, she's the host for the United Kingdom version, and Roger Corser, who's an Australian actor, is in, uh, the host of the Australian one. Now the Australian one is not set in the same Scottish castle; it's set in this I think probably 1920s uh, a beautiful hotel in Australia. So. Um, all three of these are gems. If you're a reality fan, you will love these. I believe all three actually have been renewed for a second season. Um, and I believe for sure the UK one and the American one have. And you can watch all three on Peacock right now. So dial it in. Do it. Traitors. <laughs> So 
so the second show I'm recommending today is on Netflix, and it's the great British baking show Professionals. And so I've been told twice now that I remind people a lot of one of the uh, hosts of the show, Tom Allen. And so I did a little investigation, and Tom Allen is a comedian. And he, I had seen him once on the Great British Baking Show, I think one of the holiday episodes, uh, one of the other hosts was off and he had stepped in. And he is hilarious. And so it's an honor and a privilege to for people to think that I remind them of him. Um, I hope that he would feel the same. But anyway, so it's him and Liam Charles. And Liam was on two different seasons of the Great British Baking Show, one the holiday and one the regular and he is hilarious. So the two of them together is hilarious. And I have to say that Netflix only has this one season, but there apparently have been at least six seasons, and I believe more than that of this series. So I'm kind of hoping that with its popularity, we'll get more of them. Um, and apparently Tom Allen at some point left the show, and Stacey Solomon comes, came in as host. So the later seasons, Tom Allen is not necessarily in. So... Um, and in fact, there are apparently several hosts, so <laughs> either before or after that. So the, uh, the season that's on right now, it's Liam Charles and Tom Allen. And the judges are Cherish Finden and Benoit Blin. And so basically, the, the, it's similar in the sense that it is a baking competition. Um, but instead of singular contestants, they are pairs. And each of the pairs work together in some type of professional setting, like they're chefs at a hotel, or they have their own restaurant, or what have you. So they are already, they come on the show knowing each other, working together in real life, and then they are given these different, uh, you know, uh, recipes or challenges, and then they have to come up with these concoctions. And they are, since they are professionals, I mean, the things that they come up with, the pastries and the desserts and it is incredible. Um, if you like the way the British Baking Show works, this is a very similar thing. It's set in a different castle. Um, these are professionals, but it, there's a similar energy to it. And it's just so, it's light, it's refreshing. It's, um, it's just a very fun show to watch. Um, it was a gem and a jewel. I don't even remember who exactly started it at my mom's. Um, and I came in on, I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? And I really wasn't, you know, sure about it at first, but then it just won my heart over. So if you like any of the, any of the British baking shows, put this one on your queue. I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, again, you know, when we need light shows that are fun, interesting, entertaining, um, not heavy, not in any way particularly stressful. I mean, you kind of worry at the end, are they going to make it? Is it going to fall apart? That kind of thing. But um, in the end, everyone's still okay. So highly recommend The Great British Baking Show, The Professionals. Um, it is on Netflix. And again, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, we'll get more seasons of the show. Fabulous! <laughs> So I actually intended to have just one more show for you, but now I have two more shows because since it's taken me a bajillion years to record this episode, uh, my cousin Jessica recommended a show to me and I've watched the entire series and it is so great. So I need to tell you about that too. 
So the original show I was going to recommend is the Great British Baking Show Juniors, and there are two seasons out um, on Netflix. Now the thing about this is there are many seasons of that show, but Netflix only has two seasons. Um, and so the two seasons that are on currently have um, the presenter is Harry Hill, who is a British comedian who I previously was unaware of uh, his existence, but he's really funny with the kids. And then the judges are Liam Charles, who again was the judge in the professionals that we were just talking about and who's previously a contestant on the Great British Baking Show. And Ravneet Gill, and the two of them are really, it's such a positive show, um, and they couch things in such a sweet way, because these are young kids. I mean, I think maybe the youngest is maybe six or seven, something like that, and they go up to early, maybe 12, 13, something like that, uh, or just thereabouts. Um, and so it's the same concept, it's this, it's in the, you know, the same tent as the usual British baking show. It's just with youngsters, and the, instead of having three, um, comp, you know, three different bakes each episode, it's just two. They have a technical, and then they have the showstopper, and it is so sweet. And of course, you know, the kids. It's really hilarious because they can't. Some of them can't even reach the freezers, and they dump, you know, all of the flour in the bowl, or they drop stuff on the floor, or whatever. But they are so talented as well so it's really such a sweet heartwarming show this is the you know it has the exact same feel if you love the the great british baking show you will love this so this is on netflix they just put out a second season of it there are a total of eight seasons um there were many many seasons before the ones they're showing now and so i really hope that they have those um episodes eventually on netflix um only time will tell, but clearly they're very popular, so I suspect we will be seeing more of it. Um, but so, yes, so when you get a chance, go ahead and put the professionals and the juniors um, on your queue, the British Baking Show. And they also have um, the, the Great British Baking Show Holidays. My favorite one of those, this is yet a, another show my, I wasn't even intending to recommend, but they, the one with the... Um, Oh, what is it? The uh, the Irish show. That's one of my favorite shows. And of course, I'm blanking on the name. It's, oh, the Dairy Girls. So they have the cast of the Dairy Girls. And it is so, so precious. So please, if you are a fan of the Great British Baking Show, watch all three other, these other um, series they have. They are a delight, a delight. Um, they will put you in a really good mood. So do it, do it. Okay, one last musical interlude, and then I have yet that last final show that is so incredible. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Boom, 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 boom. So when I first started recording this uh, particular episode of the podcast, I had never even heard of The Diplomat. But subsequently, my cousin, Jessica, recommended it, and it is, um, she said, there is a really interesting uh, storyline between uh, the main character and her husband. And she said, I'm just really intrigued to see what happens with it. And so that was enough for me to be, hmm, that's interesting. And she has very good taste in streaming programs. So I thought, oh, I want to check this out. So it stars Carrie Russell, um, and 
she was in Felicity, for those of you who watched that, which I did not watch that, but that's where I think she's predominantly well-known for. Um, and her husband is played by Rufus Sewell, who was in Man in the High Castle and in the sci-fi 1990s um, Dark City. It may have been early 2000s, but Dark City, a movie that was very good. Um, and so I started watching it. There's only eight episodes, or there is eight episodes, Um and this is such a well-written, well-crafted show. The characters are very fascinating, very human. Like, you can understand their motivation, what's going on, and their complex relationships. Um, the cast is fantastic. Um, David Giassi, who um, has been in a lot of things. Um, Ali An and um, Otto Esando. And, I mean, this goes on and on and on. The, uh, the main characters and the lesser characters are all fascinating, and the story takes a lot of twists and turns, and you don't see a lot of it coming. Um, the other thing about the show is that it, is, uh, it has such a polish to it, um, and it's, it reminds me of, because it's kind of about political intrigue, um, a little bit of House of Cards, if you liked House of Cards, um, it doesn't. It, there's a lot of things that are very different between that show and this show, but there was definitely this this high level of, of finesse with that show that this show has. And actually, Carrie Russell is one of the executive producers of the show. Um, I'm not going to tell you anything about it because it really is unexpected, and which is one of the reasons I really enjoyed it is that the way it unfolds, some of the decisions that characters make is so unexpected. Um, and it just makes for a very fascinating, fascinating show that you will, it's one of those that you will not want to go to bed and watch more of. So be prepared, be forewarned. Um, but it's on Netflix, The Diplomat, and it's really good. So put that on your queue if you like political thrillers, suspense type shows. Um, put it on your queue uh, thank you jessica well that was easy breezy uh, so our tasty treat sensation for today is a tasty treat flashback a retro tasty treat so back in the 1990s if you had this particular beverage, you thought you were so freaking cool because you were so freaking cool. Um, clearly Canadian. So these, for those un unfamiliar with Clearly Canadian, were in these glass bottles. It was water that was carbonated and fruit flavored. Now, this was before the health kick of where like drink water was a big thing and they had all these different flavored waters because this had sugar in it <laughs> so it tasted it tasted good it wasn't just like buying water in you know in, in a glass jar it was buying fruit flavored sugary water and it was delicious and you really felt fancy drinking it so if you went to the gas station convenience store and you got a clearly canadian you you know you were choosing to upgrade it wasn't like you were getting a soda. You were getting sparkling water. That was from Canada, right? So it kind of had a fancy ring to it. And it was delicious. So there was, back in the day, it was, um, originally it was cherry. And then they had a mountain berry. And then they had, um, 
there was one more. And then I think peach was like the fourth flavor. So originally it was cherry, mountain berry. I want to say there was one more. And then there was peach. And so it went bankrupt. or some, I think what happened was is that they came out with healthy water with zero sugar. And I think they may have even tried to do a diet version of it. But, of course, that's not why you were drinking it. You were drinking it because it tasted good, because there was sugar in it. And so it didn't make it. And then, lo and behold, someone brought it back. And now, if, at first, you could only get it. I think you kind of you had to pre-order it online or something. And then you could only get it at um, World Market, which is interesting. And now you can get it anywhere. Um, and it is expensive. I mean... You know, for an elite water beverage in a glass, fancy glass um, container, you are paying a premium price. But let me tell you, it is delicious. Now, to be honest, since the last time I had it was 1997 or whatever, it is hard to say if it is the exact same flavor profile. It's kind of like those planter, uh, they have those cheese balls again. And I swear the cheese is not the same. I mean, it's delicious. It's just not the same. These, I'm more like, mm, it's probably the same. So it's hard to tell because it's been so long. I mean, that was, I want to say that was 20 years ago, but now I'm thinking it's more like 30 years ago. So it's a long time. Suffice it to say, a long time ago. Um, but they also now have strawberry. And the funny thing is, is like I tasted it and I was at first, I was like, it's not as sweet, sweet as I was expecting it. Um but then I realized, oh, this this it fits it, the, it fits the flavor profile of the other flavors. So um, it's a little more mellow than I initially ex- anticipated, but it is quite delicious. So for those of you in the know, for those of you in the not know, um, clearly Canadian is back with a vengeance. Please go out, get some. Beware, it is not a health drink. It is just a delicious drink. Okay, I'm going to say <laughs> I'm going to say that much. Anyway, so I kind of crammed in a whole bunch here today, but it's been so long and I'm so sorry about it, but life happens and I appreciate you and I hope that you are taking very good care of yourself um, because you need to and we need to take care of each other, Um, but we can't do that unless we're taking care of ourselves. So please do that. I appreciate you and I will be back when I can with more episode recommendations on Sprinkles with a Z at the end. Take care of yourself. Thanks, gang. Boy, a river deer cheese. You hear in the distance a horn, a train horn, a steam engine train horn, and you walk along the valleys, the plains, the hills, the dales, down to the train station to welcome so many strangers, 20 some odd strangers from all about England, the United Kingdom, Scotland, perhaps Ireland, and the likes. They're all here to win so many quid, <laughs> or, <laughs> or not euros, whatever they have nowadays in the United Kingdom. I'm not really sure what the currency is nowadays since they, ex- they Brexited.